Women's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, I am so honored to be in the presence of Queen Tabitha Tarplay. She is the owner of One Tom Plumber. She has extensive business experience. She is newly uh, about to be married and is a mother. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and kind of what brought you here to Oklahoma. Okay. Well, my name, like you said, is Tabitha. I am originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, My background has always been large loss commercial restoration. And through that, I met my fiance, Daniel, who um, owns Restoration One of Oklahoma City. And so it's kind of like cook on singer and it's saying, you know, I'm in Oklahoma City and uh, we're doing restoration together and construction and and then we decided I decided to get into plumbing so now do you have uh, I'm assuming you don't do the actual plumbing work or do you I've I've been the plumber's helper does that count yeah 100% yeah (laughs) so if they are in a bind or something I do go out there and and help them out Um, but to do the actual like pipe work no I can't do that <laughs> you're not trying to do that yeah I don't blame yeah. you well tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a woman owner in such a male dominated industry it is um you know it's very unique and some people give me a hard time the guys especially because everything as you can see is pink so our vehicles are branded all black and pink and so we really girlied it out but then the guys realize they get a lot of attention for being in pink. And so it's working out. Um, and yeah, everyone thinks that I'm the one out actually doing the plumbing. And then they realize that I'm not, I'm more in the general manager role and it works out great. I have a great team and that's what it's all about is getting people that you work well with and you respect each other and you make a family here at work and great things just fall into place. They absolutely do. So uh, what was the, no, you have a background in nursing like myself. Uh, Tell us about the transition from nursing to business ownership. How was that leap? So it was pretty drastic. So of course, you know, nursing at set schedule and pretty much the doctors dictate all your orders. Um, And it's very humbling to be a nurse, Um, especially I did ICU nursing. So your patients are very, very sick and you're, you learn a lot of um, how to be compassionate and show empathy and, and sometimes sympathy with the patients and their families. Um, And so I think that's actually helped in the business world because it's not, you know, as your kids, you're always like, do this, do that. You know, it's not like that as an actual owner, you have to have all those same traits. You have to be compassionate and you have to show sympathy Um, The same thing with your clients and with your employees. And so I think it's helped keep me humble. Um, 
hips. You mean to there's something to be said to not be like a strong, uh, strong arm, <laughs> middle-aged white dude that's like banging a hammer over people's heads to work? I know. Imagine it, is, it goes that. a long way. So we, um, you know, I've created a good family atmosphere here and we all, it, it's growing and it's great. Yeah. So bringing that, that female, uh, everything that comes along with being um, um, a woman, a mom, a nurse, especially um, so valuable in business. What caused you to, um, was, was there an event that, that, that caused you to leave nursing and say, I'm going to go into business ownership? Yeah. So my mom was, my mom had felt ill with um, breast cancer and COPD. So that was my hidden driving passion to becoming a nurse is I wanted to understand more and how to help. And I'm naturally very soft-hearted and a very giving person anyway. Um, so I became a nurse and then, um, my daughter is five now. And I found out I was having, I was starting all over nursing hours are, are pretty brutal. And so I decided to get back into what I knew and that was restoration and entrepreneurship. And so then I made the transition back out of nursing so that I could take care of her. So you owned a business before you were a nurse, then you wanted to know more about the healthcare, did all of that, and then went back to business ownership. Yes. Okay. Talking about, talk about taking some ownership of your life and your surroundings. A midlife crisis. I thought I didn't, I thought it would be a big stress reliever to not own a business and be a nurse, but being a nurse was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done. It's very big eye opening. And I decided that entrepreneurship as hard as most people think that is, was better for me. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a little backwards, but you know, it's really not the big giant that a lot of women and some men believe it to be. So yeah. Yeah. And there's so little control. Like you said, I, I came from nursing as well, but I did all that before business ownership and boy, I wish I'd known, uh, the potential yeah. and the possibilities that business ownership can bring us. Um, you just it can be jump. just as fulfilling. Yeah. You just you gotta, gotta jump. jump. If you wait till you're ready, you'll never do it. You just gotta jump. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, so give some tips about, about the things that if someone's thinking about listening to this podcast going, Oh my gosh, I'm a nurse. I'm a teacher. I'm a this, I'm a that. And I want what you have. What's, what are some things they can start doing right now to set themselves up for success in this? Yeah. One is set yourself around some great peers, whether that is the business network group, um, whether that's other business owners that you know in your area that you can start networking with or just learn from. Um, to me, you kind of become what you surround yourself with. So if you want to be a business owner, get yourself around other business owners and figure out what they do. And they, you will just find out that they will outpour tons of advice to you. Um, yes. Read books. Read books is major. So um, I'm going to tell you where I probably got my big start into thinking I need to do things different was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and then he gives all these other books in there that you read and then you read those books and they tell you other books. Um, so read books. Um, stay confident. You're going to mess up. Everyone messes up. And if you mess up on a job or with your employee or a client, you just say, hey, I messed up but we're going to, here's what I'm going to do to make it right. Um, none mm -hmm. of us are perfect. So don't be scared of mistakes. Just get out there and make them and fix them. <laughs> and then you'll know next time what to do a little different um, and just be humble. So don't get big headed. Um, just be humble and compassionate with 
your peers, your employees, your customers, understand where they're coming from. Sometimes put yourself in their shoes and just remember we're all human. And yeah, people that, that's so, that's so true. That. That's so true. Reading number one, like, yeah, that rich dad, poor dad changed yep. my life. It, it, it was my, it's like, I was reading my life story. I did not come from a family of entrepreneurs or business owners. I didn't even know what was possible. And I don't think that my family really even knew. We've never been exposed to things like that. And so to understand that and then surrounding yourselves with others. When I first started in business, I was like networking. What, why do I want to go meet people that don't work over here at the hospital or that aren't my friends or family already or my neighbors? Why do I need to do that? I had no idea how willing other business owners were to share their experience and their success with you. Very open. Um, some of the best people you'll ever meet. And, you know, they're very, the ones I've met here in Oklahoma City, they're all very just just open. They're very knowledgeable. And I mean, ever since we've started one Tom and the word's been getting out, I've had tons of business owners just reach out to me like, hey, I love the fact that you're woman owned in a male dominated industry. Like I want to work with you. And so once you just, if you wait, you're ready, you'll never do it. And if you can be a nurse, you can be anything. So, yeah, right. <laughs> or I should say, if you are a teacher, you can be anything because I'm going to tell you what, yes. I can't deal with all those kids all the time. Like that's, that takes a lot of skill. So just believe in yourself, know that it's okay to start small and work your way up. Yes. Yes. Tell us about, tell us about some of the challenges you've had in business. So, Wow. <laughs> There's been a lot, so let me start. So you want me to talk about the plumbing challenges? Yeah, right? talk about one Tom Plumber. Tell us, so, a, well, tell us more about one Tom Plumber first. Tell us about so one. Okay, so one Tom Plumber, um, and this is also great advice for any of you that are looking to start a business but don't know where to start. Maybe look at franchises because they have most of them are big, huge network of support, and plus other business owners. So. I looked into a franchise because I didn't know much about plumbing, but also knew I didn't have to know much about plumbing to get started. Just um, they, they teach you all of that. So one Tom plumber is pink for a reason. And in that is it markets to other women primarily. So about market research shows that most of the time that when a damage happens in the home, the women are calling <laughs> and we're the ones setting it up. Us. We're the ones paying for it. Right. Yeah. Yes. And when damage happens to properties, most of your property managers are also female. Um, So we decided to change up the whole scenario of the macho or hero plumber um, with the tool or the trophy, et cetera, kind of stereotypical plumber. And we decided to mix it up and go with a soft appeal. So the front of our vans are actually black and pink polka dots. And since most women, when they think of plumbers, most of our plumbers, they'll think of a plunger. So we put the big plunger on the van. I have the plunger here. Um, so that's why it's, it's, we're showing women, Hey, we got you or we, our men have the longer shirts. They stay tucked in. So we give that softer, nicer appeal. We make sure they stay clean. If they, they have extra uniforms in their van if they need to change so we're just totally changing the whole of what people think of plumbers um to fit our market and that's that we are targeting other women and so i thought it was very fitting for a woman to also own that business to target you know other women and empower them 
Um, yes. So One Tom Plumber is is great. They're based out of Cincinnati and they've been a wealth of knowledge for us um, and getting going. Now, I have actually had quite a bit of challenges getting going. <laughs> um, so we had some bad luck with some equipment that got delivered to us brand new. And um, as you know, Oklahoma City has a very big shortage of plumbers. So trying to hire on um, plumbers, especially on the, the higher quality end, um, was quite a challenge, but we just stayed diligent and I just kept praying and knew that we would get it going. And we did. Um, our very first job, um, we set off the fire alarms twice. <laughs> it was downtown <laughs> in a commercial building. Oh, and no. so then we were dealing with the firemen and all that. And so I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'll fix it. Um, and we did. And we're doing great. So we just kept pushing through. And, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. Even when no one else does, you just say, Hey, I got this. And you just keep going. That's it. Just keep going. I love, I was, I was listening to, I listened to loads of marketing podcasts. I was talking, listening to a podcast earlier today. In fact, talking about um, appealing to your audience and, and letting people understand that you're for them. And, you know, with, with representation of different race and different sex and everyone to be included. If someone goes to a website and, and doesn't see a woman or doesn't see anything that appeals to a woman, they go, is this for women? Well, plumbing, like you said, women are the ones making that phone call. Women's are the one identifying the problem. It's probably their kid that clogged up the toilet with the race cars flushing down the hot wheels or whatever that is. Yeah. yeah it's for women. This is all of this industry is so intuitive for you to focus on those women. And yes. did I catch in there that you said your guys have longer shirts? So you're cutting the butt crack out of plumbers. Yes. No more plumbers crack ladies. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I am not trying to look at another hairy butt crack in my house. So thank I you know. for that alone. Yes. yes. So we're just totally changing the whole, what people think of plumbers. You know, we don't want a female to think, oh, who's just going to come in my house? You know, we don't want anyone ever to feel uncomfortable. Um, so we make it as pleasant as we can. Yeah. You're like, can I trust this guy that's coming in here and being, you know, obviously, you know, that your staff and you and, and your company can be trusted, but putting that, that softer branding, that, that woman focused woman centric branding on there to the mom that's making that phone call is everything. It's genius. Yes. I love it. Yes. Thank you. So good. So good. All right. Well, so, um, Talk about building that team because that is the, the number one thing I hear. I need to hire. I need to hire. I can't find people. What, what did you do? What was your strategy? Can you give us any tips other than like yes. pray and pray and pray and beg? And yes. So we well, first off is pay. So we increased the pay so um, that we could attract those, the better quality. Um, and we did all of our interviews starting out by zoom. We skipped out the phone call. We wanted to interact with them face to face and let them know that what we had to offer, um, that we had to make sure that personality worked both ways and um, the fit for us. Um, of course, we offered really good benefits, but the what really stood out, our plumber said to them to make them want to come on was the culture. So we're not all about clocking in at eight and then working because these guys are on call. We do do 24-7 emergency services. Um, it's all about the culture. So we, we spend a lot of time training. So, and Tuesday mornings, I bring in breakfast every Tuesday and we train, whether it's a topic on the jet or, or 
a plumbing topic or an OSHA safety issue, we spend time and sit down and make sure that they're staying trained up. And then on Fridays, we spend about two hours in the office just sitting around and talking about family, friends, whatever. We supply even nicer breakfast and we, you know, we just make it all about family, friends. We do any birthdays, um, any celebrations, anniversaries. So we just want them to feel like it's another home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they don't get that a lot in the plumbing world. It's all gun ho. So I think that has really helped us stand apart is the fact that we do take time to to celebrate the little things in life and let them chill out here for a little bit too. Yeah. Culture is everything. We actually at height, we have Fridays as family day too. Every Friday morning, we have an hour long zoom call where we do the same. We celebrate birthdays. We talk about great things. We pray together, we share, and you know, it it makes a huge, huge huge difference. Mm Huge difference. Yeah, huge difference. Have you received any pushback uh, from staff or people that you're interviewing going, yeah, I'm the owner. I'm going to be your boss. Yeah, me with this blonde hair, (laughs) this lady Uh, over here. Yeah, some, but I didn't hire them either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I mean that in all like respect that I've never had any issues with having a male boss and as long as I show that I'm competent or that if I don't know something like the plumbers first week and they're having me calling permits and stuff and I'm like okay let me just be honest what (laughs) and so they teach me back and so we just keep it very open and I can put down a little bit of a stern foot. I am Southern. So I do have a Southern draw and if I get a little upset that tends to come out pretty heavy but so far so good um you know the only and I, I guess I really shouldn't say that anyone gave me pushback about being a female owner it was more of they just I guess felt like I don't know maybe it was female owner you know that it wasn't going to work out because it wasn't as knowledgeable but the guys yeah. that I brought on they realized what I had to offer and what I, you know my past with the commercial large loss already and that I had experience in running businesses, even if I, you know, didn't have experience in plumbing. Um, so we have just been very open and very honest on what each of us do know, what we don't know, where we need more training. And we have just made it work as a team. And um, I think that's been the biggest, the biggest helping thing to get that going as far as being a woman is, you, you know, you want to be confident and you want to show you can do it. But at the same time, you got to be humble and say, okay, I don't know this part teach me yeah, or tell me who to get in contact with that does know it. So I will know. Um, yeah, the collaboration brings everything to the table and you know how to run the business. Plumbers know how to plumb. Everything works right. And everybody knows their lane, but is open to sharing and learning from one another. I think that's where that the humility, we can all say, stay humble, but sometimes it's hard to admit you know what? I don't know this. And I'm the lady sitting at the top, but I got to use those resources around me. And, and sometimes those resources women, are the ones yeah. we pay. And other women, if you're hearing this and you're not opening a business because you don't know everything, just know for me, it's okay to not know everything. Just jump in. <laughs> yeah, that is that exactly. That's one thing. Leaning on experts around us is everything. You know, we don't go and try to, to file for divorce on ourselves, right? We call a divorce attorney. There's a reason they do it over and right. over and over. There's a place for every expert to, to help, to help us. Right. 
Yeah. Who have some of your mentors been? Oh my gosh. So my, um, I have a lot. One is my fiance. Um, he's been with me every step of the way. Um, I couldn't have done it, wouldn't have done it without his support. Um, even though you don't necessarily need family support to open up a business, um, it sure does make it easier that if you are in a relationship or have close family that they do have your back because it is pretty stressful opening a business and getting one off the ground running. Um, so you don't need to be battling multiple things at once. So he has been great and kind of gave me some outlines for meetings and topics and things like that with the guys. Um, so that's been amazing. Um, the second I have to say is my family. Um, my mother and father have owned businesses since they got together when they were 16. Oh, wow. Um, and several of them failed, but several of them are doing magnificent. Um, and um, they, they own probably five businesses now where my mother passed away in September, but I still talk to her like she's here, um, just helps. But she, uh, my mom and dad have been a wealth of knowledge as far as legal ends of businesses and, and how to deal with employees or customers or when you mess up and things like that. Um, and then of course I have an identical twin sister and a baby sister and they're both pretty <laughs> well off as far as uh, the business world too. So I've been more fortunate with the family end um, as far as mentors and support. I do have to say, I want to give a shout out to one Tom Plummer in Cincinnati, the headquarters. Um, if I message them with a question, like they reply back within seconds, um, with an answer. And that has been amazing helping me, you know, reduce my anxiety, stress, getting things up and going with things I don't know, new systems, you know, new accounting software, all of it to get it up and going. And then local groups here, Daniel's been pretty active recently in, in like BNI groups and the chambers and things like that. And oh my gosh, just the networking within those groups and finding out all the knowledge within just one coffee meeting or one coffee yes. meeting group. Um, has been tremendous. And so uh, that has, you know, they have ideas as far as marketing supplies or people to do your payroll and why to use, you know, a certain company and their benefits. I mean, it has just been the networking um, and them helping put your name out there and you help them put their name out there if you know that they're, they're good and, and um, provide a good quality. That has been amazing to me. So that would probably be my top people that I would say are mentors for me. Well, it sounds like a good group of them. Yes. <laughs> I've been pretty talk fortunate. a little bit about that, about the growing up with the businesses around you. What did you, what was growing up in that kind of household like? Oh my goodness. So I'll, I'm an identical twin sister. So that already had its own challenges. Um, <laughs> and then the baby sister come along about nine and a half years later. Um, but my parents, um, so they did volunteer firefighting on the side of starting their own businesses. So they started, um, my dad was doing the construction part-time with his father and my mother was starting restaurants. <laughs> so oh, she wow. owned like three restaurants and us girls literally grew up running around the restaurants with her and serving coffee. Um, late nights were spent sitting in the back of the Jeep while they ran the fire calls um, and, you know, help save lives. And so you know, they, I have seen them 
at their worst and I've seen them at their best. You know, they've hit rock bottom a few times with businesses, but I learned that you pick yourself back up and you keep going, that there's always another way for success. And they truly taught me the road to success did not look like this. <laughs> you know, it looked like this and that you mm -hmm. just slowed along as it was slowly getting upward, you were doing okay. And so it was challenging because, you know, every time we turn around, like I was probably 10 years old when he started all his property investing companies. And so the girls were out there painting shelves or cutting the lawns and we just worked right along with them. But it was pretty much teaching you that you work for what you want. You don't expect it to be given to you. Mm, what a magnificent way to grow up. I, I I got to sit in the presence and, and learn from Kevin Harrington, the original Shark Tank last week at a mastermind group. And he was the same. His father owned a business. He grew up, you know, in a bar and hand 11 years old, hand the whiskey to that guy, hand the scotch to this guy. I mean, it was just, it was the seventies. It was a free-for-all. The dude was paving, sealing driveways in Ohio at age 12, owned a full right. HVAC company by age 19, but it's because of that immersion around the family. Yes. So, so basically what I'm right, saying like, is you're the next yeah. Kevin Harrington. I mean, yes. <laughs> it seems to make yeah. sense to me. Yeah, we were some of the youngest um, certified water and mold restoration techs. We were still in high school, but we could go out. And uh, the first project my sister and I helped run and manage was with my father at a commercial large loss. And it was, I mean, we had 400 something employees we had brought in on it. It was a multi-million dollar loss. And we wow. ran that on spring break our senior year. And we did all the billing and everything ourselves. We didn't know what we were doing. We figured it out real quick. <laughs> but that's you know, it. You, you just got to learn to jump. It out. You just got to not be scared, you know, so that you just jump. You just, you figure it out and just be confident about it. Oh man, I'm like speechless right now. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I can't imagine growing up like that. You just like, you see that. And to say that you've seen them lose everything and then rebuild. Yes. That, yes. that shows us that there's hope. Listen, if you've lost it all, if you think you're losing it all in a classroom or in an ICU room <laughs> right now, yeah. you can, you can take that leap. You can take I that I mean, job. he's actually, he's actually walked into my twin and I before in tears mm -hmm. saying, you know, we're in trouble. There was some kind of flaw in, in the books and he didn't see it coming. And until the accountant had gotten a hold of it and he was in tears and laid my twin and I off along with some other employees. And we said, that's okay. You always had our back. We have yours. And we worked and we worked harder and we got it figured out. And then of course he didn't let us go without ever. So we got it all figured out and now it's been better than it's ever been. So we had each other's back all along. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing, that's, that's incredible. So you're a mom to a couple of teenagers and a five-year-old. Tell us what it's yes. like to run like two, three businesses and be a mom. It what's is challenging. What's important? It is, it is challenging. So I was in a financial meeting this morning and my 17 year old is messaging me because he can't get to work because he locked his keys in his car. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's hard. Um, and none of things happen. Um, so it is hard and I can't say that it's easy. Um, you just figure it out. So 17 year old, you know, he's working now. He's kind of starting to get out of that moody phase. The 14-year-old, on the other hand, is in full-blown teenage mode. And yes. my five-year-old, 99% of the time, she is an angel, can ask for a better child without 1%. <laughs> I don't know where she gets it from. Um, and she, she, like most girls, she is super clingy. So a lot of mornings, it might be early and she's still asleep. 
and I'm holding her and drinking my coffee and doing computer work at the same time. And I just learned that's okay. So you get through it and you just learn that your kids will, if you have their back, they'll have your back one day and we just get through it together. So it's challenging. Do you bring them into the business? Do you bring them into the office? Are they exposed like you were into the, to the businesses of your family? Yes. So my five-year-old was actually here the other day working with us all day and she helped me run the meeting. I try not to do it too often. She, she does like a lot of attention right now at five. Um, but yes, we bring them in and, and let them work or let them be a helper for the day. Um, and let them ride along with the plumbers and see what it's like. Do the backfill. That's great. Right. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I do want to expose them to, you know, the world is, Teenagers now are so caught up with the the internet world. Sometimes they lose reality with reality. So I do like to get them off the the internet and and to work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you do for self-care? So I, it's probably going to sound silly, but even as tired as I am, even if it's midnight when I go to bed, I get up at least 30 minutes before everyone else in the house and I drink coffee on my back porch. I don't care if the dishes need done. I don't care if I have another invoice I need to send out. I drink my coffee on the back porch for my 30 minutes alone time every morning and listen to the birds wake up and everything else before I start my day. And it just gets your mind right. It gets your mood right. And then I feel like I can tackle the world, whether it's the house and the kids and work, um, one more than the other, sometimes all of it, I'm ready to tackle it after that. So, um, that's primarily what I do for self-care is that's been the biggest mental self-care for me. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of everything else. So I love that you start your day that way. You know, I remember hearing when I was younger, like all the moms, like I wake up before everybody else. It's the only quiet time I get. Now I get it. Yep. <laughs> I totally yep. get that now. Yeah. So, uh, you are from Nashville. I mean, like not really exactly, uh, um, hard to hear in the voice, which I love. <laughs> oh my gosh. A little Nashville. One of my good friends from Georgia. I like that one too. Yeah. A <laughs> page. Georgia Page, yes. So uh, there's a nonprofit down there. Uh, well, now is St. Jude? Um, we may have to edit this now. Is St. Jude in Memphis? Mm-hmm. And okay, that's what I thought. There's the Children's Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, and so yeah. it's always um, held a, a special place in my heart ever since. Especially when I was in nursing school, and you do clinicals. Um, we did clinicals up there, and oh, seeing wow. some of those kids and families went through. Um, it kind of takes a hold of you. So got to where then every year we were putting together care packets for the families, coloring books and stuff for the kids. Um, just something to brighten their day, you know, um, yeah. it's a huge difference because, you know, you always hear stories maybe on the news, but until you see it eye to eye, it's, uh, yeah, it's the hardest time. <laughs> like I want to cry life. right now just thinking about it, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's a huge impact. So, and you also mentioned you guys will pack up and head down uh, to help out during hurricane rescue and relief. Yes. So my dad's company has always done like the restoration end, but on the downtime or um, like every afternoon, we're helping clear um, properties, debris. Um, we bring food to people. We cook it there in our campers 
anything that we can do to help out. So then we usually also, um, we've done toy drives where we do the toy drive actually back at home for the victims. And then one of our employees um, drives the Santa Claus, driving it in the semi into the area and he hands out toys so that families have stuff, um, Christmas trees. Um, so yeah, my, my parents raised me that um, you always need to give back and you need to give back for the right reason. You don't give back for the publicity or anything else. So we didn't really ever mark up anything like that. We do it for the reasons that we want to give. And so we go into areas like that and we spend just as much time helping. Um, I know if we had our generators running our campers while we're working down there, we let the, my dad used to run the electric cords to the people in the houses in the parking lot behind us to run their stuff so that they could have some power. Um, so just any way that we can give like that, we try to give. I mean, my mom would always give the shirt off her back and I'm going to always try to be the same way. I love that you stay in conversation with her. It makes me want to cry. Yes. <sighs> Thank you for, for what you're doing. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's quit crying. Okay. Anyway, so tell us about a little more about One Tom Plumber and, and who you serve. Are you commercial? Are you residential? Are you for everyone? Yes, we're for everyone. So I'd say probably 60% of our market is commercial. Um, 40% is residential. Um, we do the service plumbing, which means if your water line breaks in the middle of the night and you have water going everywhere or water coming into your home, um, you give us a call and we will come out and get the water cut off for you and make the repairs right then so you don't have to wait. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, that's um, like, yeah, this is not, not the typical experience. Yeah. So like our first dig job, we put up the big lights um, and we dug all night. So we got, you know, the the sewer line repaired so that the people in the apartments would have use of their toilets and things like that. Um, so we do whatever it takes to make it happen. Um, and then we can also schedule things out too during the day. If you have something happen in the middle of the night that you don't want it to us to come out during the middle of the night, um, if you have kids sleeping, whatever we can do it the next day as well. But, um, we do take pride that we're emergency service because a lot of people don't enjoy that part and they turn it down. Um, <laughs> cause plumbing, you're is like, so I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we like to, you know, help out people in the time of their in need. So yeah, we're usually dispatched to a place within, if it's in the middle of the night, we're there usually within two hours or less, most of the time less. And so we take pride on quick response and getting people back up and going. Yeah. I mean that you're dealing, especially that you're taking on the, the emergency work that, that maybe nobody else wants, but you're also dealing with a very frantic client. And, and someone who's scared and afraid they're maybe lose their property or their, you know, something in their home. So I can only imagine how your nursing experience, especially in ICU has helped with that. What are the, yeah. some of the takeaways with that? I mean, you mentioned obviously being a caring person, but, but what, what skills have translated back and forth between your two careers? So my first instinct is always say, okay, let's take a deep breath. I'm going to take care of this and we're going to get you fixed up, but I need you to calm down a little bit so I can understand you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that usually helps fix it, you know, and, um, and if they're in a, I can understand sometimes why you aren't, uh, you know, frantic, you got kids in the home, et cetera, and you've got water going everywhere, or you can't use the toilet, things like that. It's, you can't just get up and go somewhere else. You know, you have to be able to use your utilities in your home. So 
I just stay calm because in the nursing world, if you freak out, then you're, <laughs> they're going right. to make you leave the room. Um, you can't work a code freaking out. So I just do the same thing here. I tell everyone to calm down and kind of, kind of take charge of the situation. And we go through our checklist and I ask them the needed questions. And then we get the plumbers there to fix the, the plumbing. Yeah. What, uh, this has been like decades ago with ACLS. What's the first thing they teach you? What's the first thing to do during a code? Check your own pulse. Yes. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Tabitha. Tell our people, tell the listeners where they can find One Tom Plumber and find you online if they need your services or want to learn more. Yeah. So um, on social media, we are One Tom Plumber OKC. And of course, I am on LinkedIn and Facebook as Tom Girl. So you guys look us up and follow us. And we're always posting some funny stuff and very useful tips. Um, about how to just keep your plumbing rolling and so hopefully you don't need us so it'd be great to have you guys like our page and follow us and you can also reach out through there with any questions that you may have thank you so much for being our guest tabitha you're a fantastic individual and amazing thank business you. owner thank you for taking the reins and leadership in this industry and showing other women that it's possible we can enter yes. male dominated spaces like marketing and plumbing and service industries and and really make a difference and bring a unique perspective to that yes thank you so much Incredible. thank you for having me and ladies you can do it just take the jump that's <laughs> it thank you tabitha and thank, thank you, you. Being a queen thank you as the phone is ringing what am i saying go ahead thank you for calling one tom plumber this is tabitha how may i help you we're getting it live guys we're getting it live on the air Okay. Um, let's see, Holland, back up. Philip, what is your cell phone number? 